If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I'm super excited to dive into today's show. I love it when experts come along my path, and I know I just have to interview them. So because of Jenna Redfield, I met Ian Levitt, and he's a podcasting expert. He's an audio production expert. And I know a lot of you have thought about getting into podcasting. You have questions about it and just audio production in general. So anyway, Ian, I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, Ursula. I'm happy to be here. And you have a pretty cool story about the space you're in and all that, but we're going to save that. So first, we do have a sponsor. I want to share our sponsor with you today, and then we'll jump back and I'll tell you about Ian. So here, our sponsor today is Michelle Avery Murphy with Avery Murphy LLC. She's one of our clients out of California. She says, more hotel choices, groovy. (laughs) Meeting planners wear a lot of hats and do not always have the time to find the perfect hotel. Isn't that the truth? Not only does it take time to gather all of the proposals from the destinations you are considering, follow up with each hotel and negotiate the best value for your organization, but you also have to negotiate the contract once you select your venue. Who has time for all that? We do. Hotel site selection and hotel contracts is our expertise. And the best part of our service doesn't cost you a dime. We are compensated with a placement fee from the hotel that you choose. So if you need help with your next event, check it out. Connect with Michelle Murphy. She's the chief groovy officer, and she's always happy to discuss your next event, conference, meeting, or event. All you need is 10 plus sleeping rooms a night or whatever it might be. And you can email her at michelle at averymurphy.com. Again, that's Michelle at averymurphy.com or call her at 858-352-6499. Again, that's 858-352-6499. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Avery Murphy. We so appreciate our clients and all of our sponsors. And for our listeners all over the world, we love, love, love hearing from you. In fact, I've been getting a lot of questions from our listeners lately. I love it. If you have questions about sales or selling, you can always email me at contact at salescoachnow.com. Last check in over 50 countries, plus, plus, plus all over the world. So we love hearing from you. I'm going to start doing some shows specifically on the questions we're getting. So if you have them, let me know. 
Yes. Also, we've gotten a lot of clients reaching out who want to take sales camp because they heard me mention that you are, if you're a podcast listener, you do get a special, special price when you mention the podcast. So to take advantage of that, just email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. If you need a sales boost today and you haven't gotten our free gift yet, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift to get our six secrets to doubling your sales. I'll give you a nice boost right now. So definitely check that out. And finally, if you have an event coming up or sales training, I'd love to come out and support you either as your keynote speaker, as a breakout leader, or even to deliver some private sales crap training for your sales team. And you can find out more information at salescoachnow.com or ursulamentius.com, M-E-N-T-J-E-S.com. Email us at contact at salescoachnow so we can help you out. With all of that, it is my pleasure to introduce you to the very cool Ian Love it. He and I, again, we were introduced by Jenna Redfield and Jenna was interviewing me and I was interviewing her. So I happened to be out at their site and Ian so generously said, you know what, just record your show here. So it was a true luxurious gift to be sitting in your studio, which I know you're sitting in the studio right now and you're going to tell us more about that. So Ian is... He's into a lot of different things, which I had to actually ask him how to pronounce some of them. But after 20 years in broadcasting, yes, 20 years, Ian left the industry to start Studio Americana, a professional recording studio focused on podcast and audio book production. And it's located on the site of the former radio station. Studio Americana has been helping clients produce high quality audio content for over two years. Outside of work, Ian spends most of his time with his wife, Lisa, and their two-year-old daughter, Serena. When possible, he also enjoys homebrewing, that sounds fun, and training in Muay Thai boxing. So with that, Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Ursula. I'm really happy to be here. Like, this is what you do. This is how you roll. I'm excited to interview such an expert in this space and also someone who's really generous. And I know you're going to be generous with our community. I know people are going to want to connect with you. So to start out, I'd love it if you would tell our listeners a little bit about your story, like 20 years in broadcasting, what got you into that? And then how you started your own business? Yeah. So I actually started broadcasting when I was 15 years old, actually on on the payroll, doing an overnight shift at a radio station in rural North Dakota. And yeah, I made a 20-year career out of it. I got laid off once in my in that entire time. And that was when everybody was getting laid off in 2008. But aside from that, I I've just kind of managed to stay in it that entire time, and it's been fantastic. But you know where radio is going, I think, is podcasting. So decided after 20 years of doing that that hey, let's take all those skills that I've learned and the people that I've you know had got to know over those years and create good quality podcasts for people that want to do their own radio. That's phenomenal. And by the way, what city in North Dakota are you from? Wapaton, North Dakota. <laughs> oh, okay. I have no idea where that is. My husband's from Williston. It's like an hour south of Fargo, basically. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you were close to Minnesota at that point, but got it. So when did you start your first business or start this business? Was it after you were laid off or was it later than that? No, actually, uh, I left a pretty good job. I was the program director at a radio station in Minneapolis. I uh, had been doing an on-air show for a few years, and it was a very news-based show. And I just kind of got tired of having my head in the news all day, every day, five days a week for two hours. So that and just where I was seeing podcasting going really pulled me into, hey, you you know how to do these things. There's so many people out there that want to make a really good show. And what stops them is that technical aspect. 
aspect is the things that they don't know. And so being able, able to provide that and then have them just come in and talk and we handle all the rest of it just seemed like, I don't know, it was like an opportunity I couldn't say no to. So we opened in May of 2017, so just over two years ago, and it's been a really exciting journey. I think when I went into it, I was thinking, oh, I'm, here's my new job. I'm going to be this high-end audio producer and we're going to make all these great podcasts. But I realized very quickly, no, my new job is a business owner. And that's something, <laughs> that's something I wasn't as prepared for as I thought. We feel your pain, don't we, our listeners all over the world? Yeah, so it's an interesting thing how that happens. We take all these amazing skills and then we realize we have to sell and be a business owner and wear 500 million hats. I'm curious, and we're going to get into like how you've overcome some of your limiting beliefs and you've been in business two years, you're out there, you're making it happen. But something you said that's super interesting to me, and I hope it's interesting to our listeners, is that podcasting is the future. Radio, I mean, it's still out there, but we do see high-level celebrities, A-listers, like moving over to podcasting, which I think is crazy to see. So tell us, where do you think podcasting is going? What should we be prepared for over the next five years? And if someone's thinking about doing it, like what's your advice for them? Well, I think the future of podcasting is so wide open. I mean, that's what excites me about the medium almost more than anything is the limitless possibilities that are on the way. But in terms of what's happening as it relates to radios, I think what you're going to see even on over the air traditional radio is they're going to start pulling from podcasts, whether they're literally airing a podcast over the air or whether they're finding their talent from people that are currently doing a podcast. You see now every single radio station posts every single show to podcast. They know this is happening. And so I think over the next five years, you're certainly going to see a continuance of that trend. And, you know, there was a story recently in the New York Times, and I see these stories here and there that suggest, well, podcasting's jumped the shark. It's, you know, it's somehow dying when you see the exact opposite every single day. And I think part of that is, you know, there's a lot of people over the last 10, 15 years that started a podcast, you know, because of whatever reason, whether it was the technical side, whether it was the editing, whether it was just the involvement have kind of dropped off. And now we have this half a billion podcasts out there. But as over the next five years, what I think you're going to see is the cream rise to the top, the best podcasts, the people that are taking this seriously, that are really focused on reaching the audience that they want to reach that's just going to grow immensely. And yeah, maybe some of the ones that aren't putting that effort, that energy into it, that quality into it uh, won't last the next five years. But podcasting as a whole is, you know, it's out of its infancy or it's at the very end of its infancy. And it's so exciting to see where it's going. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a shout out to my friend, Tina Pettis, because she made me do it. She's like, you got to get into podcasts. And I was, you know, it's was, it was only a couple years ago, but it was still sort of like, well, that's one more thing to take on. And I have been shocked by the volume of connections we've been able to make because of the podcast, the people who listen, like I thought, who's going to listen? Well, we have thousands and thousands of downloads and people love the show because it's short and they like to hear about people's sales strategies and keeps them motivated. And I love that. So I clearly I love to talk. So I love connecting with people over this, this podcasting opportunities. So we're grateful for that. What I'm curious about, so let's go back. Let's talk about your business. When you, two years ago, you launch it, you wake up one day and you say to yourself, holy cow, I'm a business owner. Like this is a different hat. Did you have limiting beliefs in the beginning about sales, selling or business? And if so, would you be willing to share some of those limiting beliefs? Absolutely. 
I think the first limiting belief I had, because I was so awestruck by what we had put together and, you know, just really into this idea. I think like a lot of people that start up a new business and I had this idea, if you build it, they will come. And that isn't exactly the way that it goes. I think is one of the first things that I learned is just because you have something that is a good product is, you know, exactly what it is that you're selling, you still have to go out there and sell it. And especially something like this, the kind of the way that we're doing it, it's kind of new. I mean, podcasting has been around for a while, but this idea that you can go to a place that provides the service that does everything for you, that is a little fairly new. And so with my background not really being in sales, I think I was unprepared for the kind of effort it was going to take to get the word out. Because again, I thought, you know, I'm going to build this thing and people are just going to flock to it. And, you know, when we reach the right people that are looking for exactly what we're doing, they do. But I do have to go out there and find them. Well, it's such a great point of like that, you know, the top 20%, they're going to get it, but still you have to be in front of them and you have to get creative about, you know, how to stay in front of them. So when you look back, was there a month in your business or a time when, you know, you were profitability started to happen? Just a moment when you thought, okay, not only are we in business, but yeah, we're actually making money. We're moving the business forward. And at that point, did your limiting beliefs start to shift at all? Or what did you think about business then? I think in terms, you know, if we're just talking simple dollars, there was a day at the mailbox that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going through all the envelopes and you're like, hey, this is a check. Well, this is a check. Well, these are all checks. That particular day was memorable for me, for sure. And, you know, I'm honestly not sure if there was a specific moment when I recall us doubling our volume of sales, you know, our customers, partly because we're not, in many cases, we're not immediate buy-in. People have been searching for our services Again, that top 20% you're talking about, they're on board right away. And that's amazing when we reach them. It's a quick turnaround. It's great. But the podcasting process is still unfamiliar territory if you're just starting on the content side. And, you know, all that to say is it can be kind of a slow burn from that initial meeting to when we start recording. The awesome part is once people see the facility, talk with us, it very often converts to a new client. Gotcha. So seeing is believing. It's that being able to experience it. And yeah, I mean, I can imagine like when I first started my own podcast, it was a lot of figuring it out and it was exhausting. And I had a lot of people telling me a lot of different things and eventually I figured it out, but it took me a lot of time. So I love that you provide the hack to like shorten that time from start to launching. Right. Because as you're saying, I mean, there's still plenty of content deals that you need to figure out for yourself, the structure of the show, how you want it to put it together, exactly what audience you want to reach. And so we just try and take all the other struggles out of that process. But yeah, there's definitely still work to do when you're going through podcasting because, you know, it's such an intimate medium and that product you're producing has to reach the people you want it to reach. So let's talk about that. So looking back at the last two years, you know, you were ramping, you had to learn, it, the sales cycle could be slow at times. What are the top two sales strategies that you use that you feel like were the most effective to start to grow the business? Well, I think making the experience easy was one of the first strategies. And I didn't think of that as a sales strategy necessarily, but once people did find out what we did and they say, okay, we understand it, we're gonna try this, once I focused on what's the experience they're having, how can we make this as easy as possible, it really kind of greased the wheels for people to, to jump in right away and feel very comfortable with it and then tell their friends and tell their colleagues because, I mean, our clients have been our best advocates, our best salespeople because, you know, they say, look at this 
can you even believe this thing exists? They do it this way and it's so great and it's so easy and it's so fun, which is such a big part of it too. And <laughs> right. making, making sure that they have that experience, I think was a top strategy for us to say, you know, we're building this reputation from the ground up. We have to make sure that everybody walks in the door, whether they're coming in for a tour, whether they're coming in for a recording, has that really easy experience and that it's consistent every time as well. I think that's I think a big part of it. And then zeroing in on who's most interested in in the experience that we provide. You know, it's a very white glove, full service operation. So reaching people who need our service and then delivering on or hopefully exceeding those expectations has, again, it creates that loyalty with our clients who then go out and do sales for us. Yeah, I love it. So it's interesting. The first thing you talked about is creating an I think a simplified customer journey, if I could restate it a little bit, but you said making the experience easy, which isn't an easy thing to do. That takes a lot of finessing. And I think for a lot of our listeners, like really think about that. Is it easy for people to engage with you? Is it easy for people to buy from you? Like right now I'm having this experience where I've been going to this person's website over and over again. And I read some of their books and I really want to hire them as a consultant. I can't figure out how to work with them. Like I can't, figured out. And maybe it's because I'm not an ideal client. I'm not really even sure yet, but I'm so stuck because I can't find my way through their customer journey. And it's very frustrating. (laughs) And so it's like, that's what you don't want. You don't want people coming to your website, right? And trying to figure out how am I going to work with this person? How do I buy? How much are things? So I think for everyone who's listening to Ian's point, make sure you have a simple, clear customer journey. So it's easy for people to pay you and engage with you. At least if it's the right people, which was your second point is zeroing in on you know, your top 20%. Like who are those people that come in and say, oh yeah, check please, this is right. So I'm curious, like what, for you, Ian, if you could share, like what are the qualities of your top 20%? Who are they? Are they authors? Are they business owners? Have they been in business a certain amount of time? Like how would you define them? I would say they are definitely authors on the audiobook side. They're authors who see that, you know, even though there's Kindle and things have moved over to digital and Amazon's such a big player in that, well, and also including Amazon is the audiobook side. I mean, people love listening to audiobooks in their car, whether it's on their commute, whether it's on the drive. And you're going to sell a lot more books if you have that availability for people. And so authors have been very much drawn to this. We've tried to make a very competitive rate. So it's something that, you know, they can afford, but also have a very high quality audiobook because Amazon and the other platforms do have some very specific standards that they require on the audio side for that stuff. So we, again, make it easy and let them know this is all taken care of. You don't have to worry about anything. Just come in, read the book. We do all the editing. We do all the, the, the production and everything. So that's been one of our major ones. And the other one is exactly as you said, it's business owners. I really thought it was going to be people in the marketing department at first that was going to be my point of contact. But what I found is within any given business, there is a department or multiple departments that have been talking about doing a podcast for years. I can't believe how many times I've heard this story. Years, people have said, we've really wanted to do this thing. And we just keep stopping at the fact that, you know, we don't have a soundproof room. We don't have an employee that we can go have, you know, now be a sound editor part-time. We don't have, we don't even know what equipment we would buy if we started doing that. So when we reach those business owners who are really thinking about it at the top level, they see, look, this is all taken care of. All we have to do is the stuff that we want to do that changed things a lot. So I, you know, you nailed it right there that authors and business owners are definitely our two biggest clients. It's just a good guess, but you know, I've been doing this for a while, Ian. Yeah, I I can tell. (laughs) 
Well, I look forward to learning more. I know we're going to be hanging out in a couple of weeks and I look forward to learning more about your business. What I'd love for you to share next are two to three strategies that you teach your clients that you feel like would be really important for our listeners to know. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think it, it seems like I learn far more from my clients than they do of me. But I will say after 20 years working around microphones, broadcast studios, you can forget that that's not how everybody has spent their entire life. So what was incredibly familiar to me was not necessarily what everybody walking into our studios is familiar with. So in terms of podcasting, I really like to stress the importance of editing. I think that's a very big strategy for making sure that your podcast stands out among the rest. So creating a listening experience that, as we've talked about already, a design for the listener and the listener that you want to reach, the listener that you're connecting with, and then providing them with compelling, concise content that essentially respects their time. I mean, everybody listening to this podcast or any podcast, they're taking their time out to listen to this. And I think if they hear that you're respecting that, you're going to have a deeper connection with those people. They're going to be advocates for your podcast, and that's going to help spread the word. So that's one strategy that I think is great. And another one is, and I think you do this so well, Ursula, it's about authenticity. You know, whether you're talking over the air on quote unquote traditional radio or in podcast, this is a very intimate way to communicate and you're going to grow your audience the more you are who you are. You know, the subject matter matters. Certainly you can't provide nothing unless the people are, unless your audience is people that are looking for nothing, but, and the subject matter does matter, but who you are and relating to you as a person is really important when doing a podcast. Because if I didn't like you, Ursula, and I'm probably not going to listen to your show for very long, but if I like you and I feel like we're on the same page and, and I know you in ways that you can only really learn about people through podcasting and radio, then that, again, cements that deeper connection with the audience. So those two things, I think, are really important for people that are looking into get, get into this business or into podcasting. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that about being authentic. I can only be me, Ian, right? Like everyone else is taken. So somebody famous said that, but you know, it's a really cool way to connect with people. I love speaking because I feel like that's a way to connect with people, you know, doing keynotes and presentations. The podcast has been so much fun. And I think that's an important point for people who are out there considering this. Like if you, first you got to love your subject matter. And then if you love connecting with people, it's just a great way to do it. And I have to tell you, like the emails we get, from people just sharing stuff. And I reply to them. So if you email me, it's me replying. I mean, they are sharing some of their deepest challenges. And I want this show to be a place where people can share, can be themselves. And our clients, people like you who come on the show and our, you know, our friends that come on the show, they share the toughest stuff. And what's really funny, you talk about editing, because I think, you know, I think having a great intro and, you know, having great editing is so important, like how this making the show really professional, critical. And then there's a part of me where we don't edit everything out. I mean, there's sometimes there's a lot of mistakes that I make and I tell my team, I'm like, don't edit that. Like, who cares? Like, that's fine. And, and that's okay. Yep. And that works with the brand of our show. It doesn't work for everyone's show, but it's funny because I've gotten emails from some of our clients saying, I love that you don't over edit because it keeps it real for me. And it makes me feel like I could have my own show or I could whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And so we do pride ourselves. So all of you who are listening that, you know, importance of editing. So finding the right people to support your podcast and then just being yourself because people think, oh, I have to be so super prepared. I mean, we ask the same questions every time. Sometimes I do my own shows, but I don't over prepare because I want it to feel like I'm sitting here having a conversation with Ian or whoever it is that I'm interviewing. So that's 
super, super important. And I want to say for just a moment about that editing, Ursula, is what you're doing is right on. I mean, you do some editing in the show, but you do editing based on what your product, what your brand is. I think some people think I have to clean out every um, every uh, every mistake. And I have actually had multiple clients where I said, let's not do that because it can take some of the personality away when we do this too tight. So there's definitely a balance to that. No question. So I'm curious, I want to talk about audiobooks really quickly, just because that's of interest to me so selfishly. No, I know a lot of our listeners are authors. And I agree with you having an audiobook. And I don't have audiobooks for all of my books. So I'm definitely gonna have to talk to you about this. So what you're saying, so you're talking about people coming into the studio to record their audiobooks, you help them make that process simple. Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's what we do. Yep. So what we do is if you have an audiobook and if you have a book and you're looking to make it into an audiobook, we set up our studio for you, whether you're using your own stand. We usually do it digitally so you can't hear the, the pages turn. Obviously, that's not a great sound on the microphone. And uh, <laughs> But we have a person following along the entire time making copious notes of everything that could be distracting to the listener, all the redos, all the, you know, you're talking for up to 16 hours as a final product. There's going to be some coughs, some hiccups, some moments for drinking water, all that kind of stuff is tracked by our producers so that you as the audiobook author, in the end, you're going to want to do run through to hear it and make sure everything sounds great. But we try and get you to about 100% before you ever hear it. Yeah. I love that. And it's just good to know that we have this resource in the Twin Cities. I know in California, there were a lot more resources and avenues to go, but this is really good to know for our listeners. So thank you for sharing that. And I agree, like if you have a book, you're going to be asked over and over again, because I have, and right now I only have one audiobook for one of my books. So it's terrible. It's something I got to get done. So, all right, Ian, I could talk to you all day. I have so one more question before you tell us, you know, about cool offers that you have. Sometimes our listeners might be having their best day in business. And that's awesome. And they're listening, they're getting more motivated, and they're going to start a podcast or do something else. And sometimes our listeners might be having their worst day in business. You've been in business two years, what's your best advice to somebody who might be having their worst day in business thinking, what in the heck was I thinking when I started this business? You know, for me, I think the best thing to do at that point is to put a hyper focus on what the next thing is you need to physically do. What is the next project on my list that I can check off that list and kind of refocus my attention on what needs to be done as opposed to that kind of ominous shadow that I think sits around a lot of people that are doing businesses. If you step too far back and start feeling that big picture and you get nervous about this or that or the other thing, which I certainly do on a regular basis, I dive right back into, okay, today, I'm here today. What do I need to do next? What do I need to do after that? And just kind of, you know, just zoom in on that list and continue to be productive. Because I think as long as you keep moving forward and you keep that focus where it needs to be, you can overcome some of those times when you feel pretty overwhelmed. And I know that feeling and it's, I don't want to pretend like it's easy to just pull out of that, but that's a strategy I use is to just say, okay, what do I literally need to do in the next five, 10 minutes, two hours, and just start doing it. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. It's a great way to just pull that energy back and to keep going. So fantastic. All right. Tell us about what you can offer our audience and how you can support them. 
Absolutely. So I'll start with what's free. So we'd love to have anyone who lives in the Twin Cities has been looking to create a podcast, an audiobook, come and take a free tour of our studio. And it isn't just a tour of the facility, although that really helps people get comfortable with the process. But whether it's audiobooks or podcasting, people have a lot of questions. And we don't assume that everybody coming in is about to just jump on board and do a season of podcasts with us. People, you know, they want to get familiar with, again, that content side of it. What does it take to do it at home? What kind of equipment would I need if I were going to do that? What kind of things do I need to consider to reach the audience that I want to reach? And so we offer a 45-minute free sit-down to just go through all those things. And some people then want to you know, we can help with the editing and post if they just need a little bit here and there. But we want to be an asset to people no matter where they are in this process, even if they're not someone that thinks they're going to be using our studio. We just want to be able to help that out. So if you go to studioamericana.com, uh, you can click on that free tour and come in and we'll meet one on one. You can ask any question you'd like. We'd love to help support what you do. And then on the on the fee side, so you know we have a large number of services that we do. We're, we're trying to pare it down, getting back to that, making it easy for people to quickly see, you know, to quickly jump on board and, and do business with us. But if you type in code Ursula when you do a sixty or ninety minute podcast session, you're going to get fifteen percent off that session. And I think that's, you know, what you do is so valuable, Ursula, and I'm so honored that you're bringing me on the show. And I'm very happy to offer that to your audience. So just type in code Ursula when you book one of those 60 or 90 minute sessions and you'll get 15% off right away. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know our listeners appreciate that. So code Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A. Ian, this has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing your time, your expertise. I know you're very authentic. I know you're sharing a lot with the Twin Cities community. So thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, Ursula. And thank you to all our listeners all over the world. We love hearing from you. Email me, contact at salescoachnow.com. If you have a topic request, because like I said before, I'm going to start doing teaching. Our intention in the fall is to have even more uh, programming just from me as well as the interviews that I've been doing. And we want to support you with that. Also, if you're thinking about coming to sales camp and you've been a listener for a while and you want that special podcast discount, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You have to email Bernadette at contact at salescoachnow.com. She'll get you all the details and how we can take care of you. We really want to support you. Have you come to sales camp? And again, if you haven't gotten the free gift, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. It'll give you a little boost. It'll help you double your sales if that's your goal. Thanks again, everybody. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next Double Your Sales Now show. Make this your most epic month yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now. Now.